Yeah, I was just doing some dishes with my lovely lemon-scented Ajax <sighs> dish soap. Probably the uh-huh. best best brand out there. Yeah. A, a refreshing <laughs> scent. A nice sud action. Okay. Mm, yeah, what do you have against it? Uh, the consistency is too watery. What, do you want oil? It, you want oil? No, I want it to be thicker. And so I have to use less of it. AKA Dawn. Give me Dawn. No, Dawn is Give me Dawn. Give me Dawn or give me death. What do we want? More Dawn. When do we want it? Soon. What a ridiculous marketing campaign. We get oil off of baby birds. <gasps> Did you ever see the duckling? Did you see the oil covered duckling and opened his mouth and he said, hey, thanks. Yeah, Dawn and Dove, and they're they're fighting back and forth for the uh, the softest soap award. Dove? Yeah, Dove's whole thing is oh, we don't leave film on your body. We're so soft and gentle on the skin, the softest soap around. Look I at just the- like I like the Dawn. Oh, but uh, if this was a show about advertisements, then we could talk about that because I don't like the new idea of that like spray foam. Uh, Dawn dish detergent like while you're using it the dish soap and it's uh, it's saying like keep one in your garage for greasy tire you're like no I can just use the same little bit of Dawn from my sink I don't need to have like a bottle in the garage bottle in the sink a bottle here a bottle there that bugged me what soap was I just talking about Ajax no before that I mean Dove. After, after that yeah I did say Dove yeah, I don't understand the connection between Dove and Dawn. Because they're both trying to say we're so gentle. Look, this is oil. This is a harsh thing on this bird, and but we're so gentle. We're protecting the bird by getting the oil off. Yeah, but they're not in competition with each other. Well, maybe they should be. Maybe should, people should start uh, showering and bathing with dish soap. Well, there is a drag queen hack for getting a lot of makeup off your face more quickly, and it's using that pink Dawn that you see, you know, that's like a like a pearlescent, like cloudy looking pink dawn. And you use that on your face in the shower. Do you wash your face? <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, I guess I wash. I, I don't wash my face outside of oh. the shower. Oh, no, I wash it every night. No, every yeah, night. Only in the shower. I take the shampoo and then I rub it all over my face. No. And you also put like body lotion on your face, which is no. It does. It's a cream. It's a moisturizing no, cream. It does. It's a different thing. The skin on your face is a different animal than the skin on your legs or your arms. It's a whole different thing. Well, the skin on my face is a different animal than the animal on your face. This skin gets all red, and I use the head and shoulder shampoo, so I use it on the face. Wonderful. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using. Some jergens that you'd use for after some freshly shaved legs. Again. And then putting that on your cheeks and your nose. What is the difference? I have to moisturize the face. Yeah, you're supposed to use a a moisturizer that's made for the more delicate skin on your face. Give me a break. I will not. It's not that. It's. I need. Ladies out there. You feel me? You feel what I'm What I'm saying is I need that soothing action that you get from whatever you put on your legs after you shave them because my face gets red and dry and irritated. I need soothing. Okay. No one, I'm not soothing my legs. That's what that whole thing is. It's like, oh, you've traumatized your legs with the blade and now you have to get this on there to soothe those razor bumps. No. Incorrect. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. That is exactly not, no one's sued like, oh, my legs are burning. No, it's not that. See, you're speaking like a man who shaves his face and maybe your face burns after you shave. That's not what happens with your legs. You know why? Because the skin on your face is more sensitive than the skin on your legs. After you shave your legs, you just want to moisturize them because you've basically exfoliated your legs because you've dragged a razor over the front uh, over the skin. So you moisturize them when you. When you, when you have like a dry face, you need a you need a specific type of moisture that's different than your than your the 
the skin on your legs or your elbows, your arms or whatever. One, I know nothing about shaving my face. I haven't f- completely <laughs> shaved it. Uh, well, maybe in the past 10 years, it's been a handful of times, six times. Okay. Uh, two, look, it's different hair. It's coarser hair. There's a lot more of it that grows. So that's why when you shave your face, it's a little more irritated. Not because you can't use the... I don't know what argument I'm trying to make. <laughs> the wrong one. Uh, I'm just trying to say it doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Here's what I'm going to say. Because okay. I can't make but an Ajax argument. Ajax sucks. No, and I'm right about lotion. Here's what I'm saying. Because I can't make a valid argument that proves any kind of point. I don't care. Because you can't. That's exactly I don't right. care. I will use shea butter on my face. Go ahead. Go ahead and do that. What is shea butter? <laughs> it comes from the shea. You know, the butter from a shea. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that argument. Uh, yes, the shave, the shea fruit. You know, I shouldn't have argued because it's my choice. And really, I've heard this before and I've never done the research because the true answer is I don't care. I will put that on my face. Yeah. I should have just said that up front instead of trying to make up some. This reminds me of this reminds me of times when I'm ignorant about history or, you know, where, you know, continents are or something. Or how to spell. Or sure. uh, that line from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Okay. What, what was that line? Where is fancy bread? In the in the heart or in the head? <laughs> yeah. And you thought it was literal fancy bread? <laughs> where fancy is an adjective and the bread is a loaf of bread? <laughs> Brioche. Fancy it's, bread. Instead of fancy being the noun and bread being created. Where is fancy created? You thought it was actual fancy bread. <laughs> So this reminds you that you're saying that me using jergens on my face is the same as such an egregious mistake. Now listen. <laughs> no. You really have pulled this uh, piece of information you have holding over uh, over my head. You're really pulling that out quick. Because that just happened on Friday. I know. I texted but- you on Friday. Where's fancy bread? <laughs> in the heart or in the head? B-R-E-A-D. Brioche, Hawaiian rolls, potato bread. These are fancy breads. Where are they? So you were drawing the co- the comparison that, look, I just there's things I don't know it. and there's things you don't know, Greg. And these are comparable things. Okay. I don't know a lot of things about oh, lotion. What I was say was you, were, and you, you feel, it seems like uh, you're proud of your ignorance. You're like, I'll just continue to be ignorant, even though I have information that... I, it is going to be wrong. If you Googled it yourself and found out the info, you'd find out you're wrong. I'm so not- you can continue to be wrong. You can make that choice. Or you can hear me and know that I am correct. I'm not And hear the, the voices of thousands of women who are listening, screaming. I'm not proud. I just don't care. There's a difference. There's never been a negative effect. The natural state of my face is negative enough. So therefore, this Jergens and I don't know why. Maybe this would help it because when you moisturize, it does help it. That is, it makes it better. No, no. Then why is it still happening? Because it's an ongoing skin condition that never okay. goes away. Maybe that you are exacerbating the issue by using a moisturizer that blocks. And stops your skin from creating its own sort of uh, ecosystem that improves the ecosystem of your face. No. Because I win the argument. Let's you, start the show. You don't win that argument because it only ever shows improvement after I use. Sure. Of course. Listen, if you slather on a bunch of Vaseline on your face, you know what's going to happen? It's not going to be dry. But you know what else is going to happen is that your face is going to stop producing the oils in the sebum that it needs to make. I don't this is And when you have a when you have an existing I don't need issue. That. I need to I need to hinder that. This whole thing is an overproduction of the sebum. And my sebum coming up on our show so much. But this <laughs> uh it's an overproduction of it is what All happens. Right. And it gets crusty. But then why is it crusty? And, yeah, it's this and it dries and it's gross. It's disgusting. Oil is that's the oil? 
Yeah, it can get yeah. When I was a kid, behind my ears, the most disgusting. It was the grossest place on earth. Can I tell you something? Ellie was like that for a while, and we stopped giving her dairy, and it went away. Well, maybe it's similar. Because she was having this like crusty crust behind her ear, and I always wanted to pick it. She was like, "Get off of me!" And then once we stopped giving her dairy, it magically disappeared. Well, this uh, skin condition of mine is the same as uh, babies get it. It's called like cradle cap or something. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ellie and Pete still have that shit on their for- on their head sometimes. It's never gonna go away. Nobody yeah, knows. Cool. Nobody knows what causes it. No, it just that's it. That's their fate. So, there's a remedy. Body butter. Jergens. Just thought, squeeze it on their heads. <laughs> Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg <laughs> Russ. Why do you laugh? Because I'm. Because <laughs> your hand was in front of your face, like, my name is Greg Russ. Yeah, I was rubbing my eyes. I was preparing for the show. I was taking a deep breath and saying, here we go. Let's start okay. this episode about underachievement which sums up my whole life, I realized today, as I did nothing. I did nothing today except uh, sit and play the stupid game on my phone. (laughs) That Homescapes game. I spent hours playing Homescapes today, which is a match three game similar to Candy Crush, but it's a game that people can't stand because it has false advertising uh, across all social platforms, apparently yeah. online. So what what you're talking about is when you see advertisements within games, usually um, it'll have uh, like a thing where someone's stuck in some water, and you and there are these levers and these like trapdoors that are stopping lava from getting to them, and you have to redirect the lava to like not hit the guy in the boat. Yeah, and the you bastard. Think, oh, that kind of looks interesting, like a logic puzzle game, but that is not what this game is. No, no, that guy bas- that bastard. Austin is his name. Okay. The bald guy with the mustache. What a son of a yeah. bitch. Uh, <laughs> I, people do hate him. There are hate groups for this character out there. He really isn't likable. So I don't know. I think the false advertising has put a bad taste in people's mouths. And yeah. uh, it's really not a likable character. He's fine. He's a butler. And... Uh, Within the game, it's strange. You're at your parents' old mansion, which has fallen into disrepair because they're decrepit. And but I mean, they're not. They walk around. They're not just sitting there on a couch, not moving like I did okay. all day. But uh, you go in to save the family mansion, and uh, I do all the work playing the game, getting coins and points, so I, that so he can buy new things. And at some point... It's, and fix up the house, right? Yeah, and at some point there's a car in the garage that's in disrepair. And uh, the dad got in an accident and he's scared to drive. But this this guy, Austin, insists that they fix up the car and he forces his dad to drive despite his PTSD. It's uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> so there is no saving this Austin in a boat from the lava and logic puzzle no no it doesn't come up never it has nothing to do with it and I can't believe I'm playing the game and that's not what this show is about but for the first time because the reason it ties into underachievements because I have these ideas I'm going to do things maybe I'll write something today maybe I'll edit something because we did that one Beverly Hills Cop trailer recut where you played the music on the keyboard and it wasn't so great but that was the point and then I recut the trailer and put it to the Beverly Hills Cop theme. And smoke, 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 smoke. Yeah, and I, I thought, which you can find this, I guess. I don't know if you ever posted it on our I did Instagram, yeah. mm-hmm. our one-topic Instagram that I never look at. Um, yeah, so this idea. I want to do these things. There's all these things. And then I just sit around all day. I drank an Ensure because I didn't want to make a meal. You have Ensure? No, I went to the store. I bought an Ensure. Why wouldn't you just get something? Nah, it was easy. I had to, you know, force oh, what my kind of place. Are you in? I'm in. A, I'm in. This is the place that I have existed most of my life, which is the topic of underachievement. I know from the yeah. outside, it probably looks people. 
You have nothing to, I'm not complaining about where my life is. The fact that I am where I am because of underachievement really says something about how great of a person I am. It's like, wow, <laughs> how amazing that you were able to do these things without even trying much. Mm. That's something else. But uh, overall, yeah, that potential is, I'm far from it. It's not been met, which is a real shame. And maybe now at this point in my life, I'm thinking it's time. I procrastinate. That's what I do. Maybe it's well, time. And maybe it's time to get going and uh, get things started and start living life in a different way that doesn't involve. I This thing appears in my dreams now. This matching oh. of the. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same way. So I'm really into Minecraft. And I see Minecraft everywhere. There's like a soccer, like one of those little fold-up soccer goals in uh, somebody's little side yard here. And it's like a neon green color. And I look at it when I park. I always see it when I park, when I'm walking up to my door. And I always think it looks like sugar cane in Minecraft. At least that's a more popular. I mean, I guess the game I'm playing is popular. But this is a yeah, game for. popular. With like a, old women. Yeah, this is a game for grandmas. <laughs> yeah. For some reason it is captured my uh attention and now you've invested so much into it it's hard to let it go and i invested five dollars into it today because <gasps> i needed some today i needed some power-ups to beat a level i couldn't beat. how is this the this isn't the first time you've spent five dollars on this is it first time i've spent five dollars i uh first time you spent money on the game maybe the, maybe the show just be about homescapes and we could talk <laughs> about <laughs> there's also also one called gardenscapes okay and then there's a different game that this company has made with a, a different main character. And the ads show her like having a potential threesome. And cool. isn't, that has nothing to do with the game either. She goes into an old house that her aunt dies and has to fix it. It's the same thing, except it's a different <laughs> type of matching game. Like that's a little different. Anyway, what did you ask me? This is the first time. It's the first time I've. Oh yeah, how much money have you? Do you think you've spent total on Homescapes? I don't know, like eight dollars, nine dollars, but including today. Yeah, including today. Okay, all right, that's not so bad. I gotta delete it. I gotta stop playing it. It's these kind of things in my life that keep me from from doing things. So it's not just the game that's keeping you. I mean, that's the 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 thing you can hang your hat on to say like this stopped me today, but. Isn't it also that the things that you want to do that you talk about doing, like you said, editing and writing are actually keeping you from like an intimacy, right? Like a, like a connecting with yourself, with something about yourself that might put you out there and make you vulnerable. Yeah, sure. <laughs> leave you hanging on that one just well, kidding i'm I, saying you can I'm, have homescapes on your phone all you want i know what you're saying and i'm not going to leave you hanging i'm just doing that because uh fine you want to you want to get there you want to talk about that is that where you want to go if you don't want to i don't want to but well if you don't if you don't want to open that door we can we can close it quick yeah i guess it depends on what the task at hand is if it's something i don't mm -hmm. want to do i do procrastinate forever and i just do the but we're talking about things that you want to do. Well, I mean, let's just start there with school when I was a kid. Here's what school taught me. You can half-ass it and still do a really good job and get good grades. I didn't, I, I screw homework. I'm not going to, what, the test is worth 90% of the grade? Okay, I'll do a little bit of homework. Like Maybe every other week I'll get zeros on the rest of it. Uh, I'll do all right on the quizzes. And uh, I'll ace the tests. That was my oh. method. I was so oh, that's you you need to check your intelligence privilege <laughs> because I was not able to do that. I was not able to not do the homework and then ace the tests. Yeah. That's a shame. Because you had the test anxiety. No, I just Oh, you just I can't spell. <laughs> fancy what is fancy bread? So that's what school taught me. That's that's what here's what I got from our education system. Half ass things and you can still do a better job than most people. You can graduate my high school GPA wasn't the best. I think it was only like three point three. But All right, you get the Hope Scholarship. Yeah. That was uh maybe it was lower than that. 
that was, you know, there's underachievement right there. Could here's here's another example. I'm in pre-calculus my senior year. I find out uh, I don't need to take this. I can go. To, I don't need any more math. So I switch for basic foods, and I go and learn to bake dry cookies because it's just the easier path. Even though it's a skill, and that yeah. even that I didn't. Like, oh, I don't want to really learn how to make the cookies. I don't care that much. Right. So there was no real effort or attempt put forth and everything was fine that's the story that's the story of my life and then then everything was fine maybe i'm overachieving maybe what's happening is uh for the my natural being where i could go i'm definitely underachieving but the way i'm actually operating in reality maybe i'm overachieving maybe this show should be about the overachievement of greg russ Look at this. Oh, look at this job. He's got a full-time job in New York City. I know. And you make a decent amount of money. And uh, that's not underachieving. And he joins the Eric Von Hessler show, as they call it Whoops. these days. <laughs> <laughs> and I, most people, I mean, I guess if people listen to that show, they still won't know. It was just a one-off joke that happened. Anyway, it's not the name of the show, but I'm, I joined that show. That's great. Yep. I'm involved in other creative projects. We haven't missed one week for one topic since we started it. Yeah. This is the one thing that I do that is ours, like take ownership of. Quite yeah. often I put myself in situations where uh, it's someone else's project and I'll help out. It's like, okay, sure. Not too much at stake for me. It's yeah. like, here you go. Yeah, here's my I think help. this is less about underachievement and just protection. Well, it, because if you put yourself out there, is it like a fear of failure? It's it's about underachievement you can give the reasons why the underachievement is happening. Well, isn't that what we're doing is figuring out how and why? No, we're not figuring it out. We already know. You've already said okay. this. Look, if you really want to get to the times that I've tried in my life, uh, yeah. I mean, we've discussed my fear of death, right? Yeah. And, uh. No one near me, close to me, has actually ever died. I've never dealt with that. So the closest thing that I think that I dealt with that was a loss, and I didn't deal with it well, was uh, leaving radio. And I still do the show, the Eric Von Hessler show. But, uh, you know, my own radio show. Uh-huh. When I was on the air in 99X in Atlanta, and I was doing my thing, they told me to stop doing my thing. They wanted me to be generic. It's like at that point, it's like, what the hell is the? No, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here so I can be a voice on the radio and people can say, I hear your voice on the radio. And I can say, yep, that's me. And they can say, oh, wow, that's cool. And I can say, yep, that is cool. And I've got something above you because I'm on the, I wanted to do a show. I wanted to do a show that was entertaining for people. And they wanted me to be, to be generic. So it's like, no, I'm going to keep doing my thing. And they take the show. So yeah, when you did, when you did do uh, what you wanted to do, and put yourself out there, they squished you down. Look, I fought the fight. I would fight the fight again. They removed me from the air. Their words, and this is the corporate management that ended up doing this, not Leslie Fram, who was my program director, who actually was very great, who uh, listened to what I do on, did on the yeah. air and said, here's how we can make that better, instead of saying, don't do that. So, you know, I took to that advice. I'm not opposed to authority. I'm just opposed to stupid authority, which is most of it. <laughs> most people in positions of authority are idiots. So yeah. I, okay, why are you here? How you don't even understand anything? That's shut up. Um, okay, fine, shut up. Tell me to shut up. We're taking you off the air for being too creative. That's what they said. Did they say the words too? Yes. And creative. Yes. Too creative. This isn't that's per- ridiculous. This isn't what a per- shitty way to put that. It's not protecting my ego. This is the thing that was said. Yeah. Um. So anyway, then I was like, all right, that wasn't an awful thing. I mean, it was a bad thing. It bothered me, but I was like, all right, now I can move to New York. Because uh, there was this idea that, how are you going to give up this job to move to New York? It's a good job. And they took the job away, and I said, okay, it's time to get out of here. And then I came up here, got hired at another radio station. At that point, I was pretending that I didn't want to do it, but I thought it was pretty cool. That I was on the air in New York, and... Uh, that station was sold after a few years, and then I decided, fuck this. I ain't chasing radio jobs. I didn't chase a radio job to New York. I wanted to live in New York. So I made the choice. I'm going to live in New York, and I'm not chasing radio jobs, and I guess that's over. But that was the one thing. Like I put forth effort. Right. I made something happen. 
I also feel like there was a lot of luck. That was a big thing. Just getting on the air and it's like being right place, right time. You put in the hard work. I think that when, when people look at their lives, I mean, you had, you had to have an innate ability, but also, uh, I mean, you had to, you had to put forth effort to learn how to do things and to be a kind of person that people wanted to hang out with and wanted to work with. So, did I? But, but I think, but I think a lot of people in whatever life path that they've gone down, a lot of that stuff is luck. I mean, yes, you have to be at a just. You get yourself in the position. Hopefully, you get the break, yeah. and then you have to be able to deliver on that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of people who never even get the chance to prove themselves. Like they try, they try to get to the spot. So anyway, when I decided to, I was done with radio because I wanted to stay in New York. Um, that was uh, that was the loss. That was my loss. I was like, I, don't know. I just shut down. I was like, that hurts. That was the thing I wanted to do. I tried the luck. I got the luck. Everything fell into place. That's never happening again. So, okay. The end. And that's what happened? Oh, after that, that's when I worked at that Gary Knoll guy's place for a little bit. It I'm was, sorry, uh, with with how you handled it, and you feel like you didn't handle it well. Well, I'm telling you what I did after that. Okay. That was I worked at his place, and he was some crazy dude, some quack doctor who got some shady degree from God knows what college and told people to inject ozone into their veins, and. Uh, that, well, I always see that ozone at the like next to the candy at CVS. I always think maybe I'll get some ozone. <laughs> and uh, uh, said that uh, he was an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. And uh, he said coffee enemas would cure cancer, not chemotherapy. <laughs> and he made documentaries. And that uh, was like I was like, oh, I just need to. I'm just going to make some money so I can just live my life, whatever my life is going to be. Please don't put my name in the credits. I think. Uh, Jake the Hammer Mesmeyer <laughs> is credited in those films. Okay. In my in my camera role. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody seeing that film that whatever that is? His how, crazy, how would anybody see it? His crazy weird followers would, which is Oh, okay. We're getting off the yeah, but that's that is the next step. I mean, look, it was supposed to be a stopgap. It's like, right, I lost my job. The radio station here in New York is gone. I need some work. Uh I have some video skills. And, uh, yeah, I did that. And then <laughs> this is fine. This is okay. Any idea I have about what I'm going to do with my life right now, right or whatever, eh, forget it. How old were you? That was 2011. So 29. 29. I think that a lot of people might sort of feel that way too, because the sort of path that we're all put on at least from a certain generation onward is you're in high school. You're supposed to be thinking about what college you're going to go to, you know, what you want to do as your career, you know, to follow this thing. And then you find yourself, you know, with a degree in something and you're graduated and you're looking around and you're, you're trying to find a job in that field, or maybe you're in a job in that field and you're really just going through the motions. You don't, you don't really know you were never given the opportunity to find out like what you actually wanted to do. So you were able to have the opportunity to find something that you actually wanted to do. And then the bottom was pulled out. From to have your you dream. No, not just the, to have your dream ripped from your soul detached. You know, it's like pulling a skeleton out through someone's throat and then mm-hmm. stomping on it. Little mermaid. When Ursula takes her voice, <laughs> the, the morning, in radio yeah the actual morning the morning though is like that's an industry that didn't i didn't fit in i didn't the kind of stuff i wanted to do was going to be very hard to do and that wasn't a reason to not try but at some point you weigh options and you decide i don't want to spend my whole life chasing jobs so it wasn't no it wasn't necessarily that the job was taken away from me and then i quit it was all right. I understand what this really is. No, you wanted sucks. to be creative. You didn't necessarily, and I feel the same way. It's not about it's not about radio. It's about doing something that's creative and yeah, but it was in some way. It was radio. I really enjoyed the medium. It's a very intimate medium. You listen to someone. That's it. It's all right, but you audio. wouldn't be. I don't think that you would be happy at a radio station. Just you know, 
talking no. a little bit in between songs and then no. <laughs> giving away tickets. So many... That's what radio is in a lot of ways. It's not even the yeah, end. It's not even live anymore for the most part. Then the sure. people talking in between songs aren't even in the studio. Yeah. No, that's not what I want to do. I'd stab myself in the eye. So that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily about radio. What you want, I guess I was going to say, I said creativity and fulfillment, but maybe it is about like connection as well. Well, it was just, I did. That's why podcasts are perfect. Yeah, but this is a creative endeavor that I enjoy. But, you know, in our country, when I I even talk about underachievement, I don't know what the hell I'm really talking about. It's just the standards that have been set by society, which a lot of the time ties to schooling and career. But right. also, I underachieved quite a bit in my personal relationships. Friendships were good. I was good. At, I'm always a good friend. But, uh, you know, relationships, I was underachieving. So, look, I've been putting in the work. That's been getting better. One thing at mm-hmm. a time. So it's not all underachievement at this point. There's some achievement happening. Again, it's, it's like exposure. It's intimacy. Yeah. Who wants to be? I don't want to know myself. That's disgusting. Vulnerability. I, don't, I think that's the better word. Not necessarily intimacy i think it's more about you feeling vulnerable well when you're putting your heart and soul into something you're creating and you're not just doing it to be famous or to be rich uh and it's like and someone's like that sucks (laughs) well you know what even is worse they weren't even saying it sucks they were saying this is too interesting (laughs) sure (laughs) I mean, the result I feel is the same. Yes, we can because because it's it's almost saying like we see what you're doing and how it's interesting and creative, but that's not what we're doing here. You're like, oh shit! So I am doing something that's kind of cool, but what you're saying, it's not. You don't want this cool. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't want this. You don't want this. this. And then you do the beach hop on your crotch. You don't want this. This cool thing. This cool thing. Um, that's a hard feeling to feel so instead right afterward you're frustrated and maybe bitter i was gonna say frustrated is a little too weak of of okay an adjective yeah bitter there was bitterness and there was anger um but you know outside of that then it's like i'm not gonna go down i'm not gonna chase any in debt these people rule the world i want nothing to do with this so uh Protect. See, see. like protect myself. Yeah, maybe it's not underachieving. Maybe it's uh, I've created my own rules and I am mastering them, and I'm winning, and I'm not playing their stupid game. Yet I'm still doing mm-hmm. fine. I made the career change into video production at 30, and now mm-hmm. I've moved in. Like people set out to do that. Like I want to. I mean, usually it's I want to make movies and TV, and and that's another thing that's difficult to do. If you get in, great. And there's pl- probably plenty of people who. Never have a chance to get in. Who would be very good at it? But you know, even the job I have, uh, it's still a job I think people would want. And then it's like, who are you? Where did you go to film schools? I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Everyone else has seemingly set out to do that as their career. But then it makes you feel like you fell into it, like you back, like you just stumbled into this career, which I guess you kind of did. Well, yeah, that's the thing I'm, uh, you know, earlier. I was like, look at this. Look, look at all this success without trying. I think that people who set out to make films, probably if they're working in the job that I work in with video production and a lot of commercial production, uh, wouldn't feel so good about themselves. Right. Uh, for me, it's like, eh, it's my job. This is, I can do this. And, uh, you know, the creative outlets for me are elsewhere. And I'll just ignore them. I will just uh, never do them, and I will play. Because those creative outlets expose you. <laughs> yes. To ridicule or to uh, criticism of or course. maybe is... to appreciation. Yeah, that's you know? yeah, it's but... probably worse because there's this modesty. Uh, I have to live by this code oh, of modesty. What right. if I did something that people loved? And the reason I'm, you know, if people like our podcast, I am very appreciative of that. I think it's cool that we would do something that people enjoy listening to and hopefully get something out of. But if uh, I was online and there was praise coming my way, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Leave me alone. See, I don't. I which I, I know there's not. Degree, no, you but see, not, you love it. You seek it. No, out. but not to the not to the extent because uh, the way that I act 
have acted at the end of the show where I'm having to shill our show and like talk about our like I get weird about that so there is a part of me that is like oh I I I just I just want to be like humble you know and the fact that we haven't really pursued uh any advertisers and and I feel like even if I did have we did have an as an advertiser like I think there might be an opportunity if we tried harder to get like best fiends to sponsor us because best fiends just throws a huge net over podcasting and just like whoever wants to advertise um you know what best fiends is nope it's the same thing as your homescapes basically it's just another like matchy falling things falling game and uh but I, I was thinking about applying for it or doing whatever needed to be done to get it. And I thought, do I even want to be the person who's like, guys, Best Fiends is great. Use our code. You can get a free Apple or whatever it is. You know, I, I, I felt uncomfortable thinking about getting the opportunity to advertise on our show because I just felt like if we're going to advertise and this isn't written in stone. But the ideal way for us to advertise to me is for something that we legitimately use and like and want to tell other people about. Not something that's like, guys, Casper mattress. <laughs> you know? I would try a Casper mattress, though. Apparently they're all right. But no, I know, that's fine. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, look, I shove the uh, Hoff and Pepper commercial at the end of the show. Yes. Which maybe it's, I mean, who's listening to it when the show is ending? Probably no one. And, and it's the same. We need to switch it up. We need to make a new one. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's a different thing. I just, I don't want it to start out the show. The show to me is a, a thing that we do. And it, right. you know, it would be great if we could make some money on it. Maybe the show is underachieving. Maybe if we pushed harder, it could do more. I know. So there was someone I was talking to once who have their own podcast called Off the Rails. Um, that I've been on a couple times and he talked to, so he's in Wisconsin and he's like a big fish in a small pond there. Um, but he uses that to every advantage. He's got local advertisers. He's getting like, um, VIP tickets, uh, backstage, whatever to concerts and stuff based on his body. Cause he says he's got like big dick energy. And I like that idea. No, that's like- awful. That's the you like this idea. You want to be the person who leverages the podcast to get free things and go see concerts. No, 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 no. And he, he doesn't just get the free things. He uses them on the show and does things for the show with it. But I just like I, I don't. Yeah, I, I do kind of like that because I guess maybe if he's doing it a hundred percent, I'd like to do it at like sixty percent of that. You know, a little bit more for the show. Well, I would never give you a sign off. Yeah. On uh, going backstage at the NSYNC no, reunion. I'm, I'm not saying that's what I want to do. You know who I like, am? I don't want to go. I don't want to meet Kid Rock backstage. That's not what this is about. This is, uh, you know, as we talk about, I'm realizing there probably is an underachievement. I, there is. Yes, there is. Because who knows what I could have done if I put forth effort and practice writing and actually uh, tried and put myself out there and that risk and exposed. So there is that underachievement. But also it's like it's a generalized term. And it's like the idea of the show being able to do more. To me, that's not underachievement because that's a different skill. And I don't have that skill set. And it's also not something I value. Like I, I enjoy doing the show, going on Patreon. Give us money, please! And you need the money, and your money, please. Let's just work one dollar a month if everyone gave one dollar. I, I don't know. It'd be great if I made some money. If you made some money off of this, yeah, that would be nice. But it's I don't. I'm not going through that whole process because that's not what matters to me. So correct. I I'm not saying that I would want. Like I said, I'm not trying to get backstage passes. What I'm saying is, though, if we put just a little bit of more effort into getting some money for the show, then it could be we could find something or maybe something would come up because we're doing the work that would be perfect and not feel like we're, quote, selling out or maybe. Like begging it for would money. Be tough because then if we didn't do it properly... It could make me resent the show. Right. Because then it lost. Oh, oh, you're very fragile. Well, I lost that. Oh, uh, don't don't let him. Don't let him feel resentful of the show. 
Yeah, we have to be careful of that. There's a pathology where I have to live in this modesty. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to you have to deal with that. Like there can be there can be effort put in and remain modest. That's a different skill set. That's not a skill set that I'm underachieving at because I'm not a salesperson. I don't know how to sell. I wouldn't be good at selling or promoting or marketing. It's right, but you're coming, you're saying like you have to stay at zero. And I'm not saying you have to be like the typical, you know, pejorative type of salesman, but there could be something. There could be a little bit more than nothing and still remain modest and Look, humble. If there's maybe some people have a dream to be a salesperson, maybe that person's listening now. They're young and they want that. Here's your break. You want a break? I mean, they'll give you a break. You can have 10% of whatever money is brought in. Go, okay. Go sell the show. Young salesperson who... Yeah. Does anyone dream of doing that? I feel like only if they have uh, like an idealized uncle or something. Yeah, or I so think... Like, I'm going to be in sales. It is a skill. I'm not trying to say it's yeah. not a skill. Because but- there is like a thing where like if you push the gas too far as a salesman, then you lose the sale. But if you just ease into it and you make them believe and trust see, all Schmoozing. of that stuff, that's a skill. Yeah, it's manipulation. I'm good at manipulating and persuading and and kissing but ass. Sometimes if you actually believe, that's the thing, is that it has to be something. Okay, so for your perfect idea, like if you were forced to be a salesperson, then it would have to be something that you actually believe in and aren't even trying to sell. You're just trying to like give them advice about how like this thing is better. I don't, look, I think that... Uh, all creative ideas are hijacked, packaged, and sold, and then they lose their meaning and value. And that's what <gasps> I try to avoid. You could sell seltzer. You could sell seltzer. You could be a Schweppes salesperson. I like seltzer. I know. Uh, and you have thoughts about it. You have, uh, tr- you trust the Schweppes products. I could sell seltzer. I couldn't sell the show is what I'm saying. Because then it changes in my mind the dynamic of the show. It exists as an entity, a product, instead yeah. of a thing that people listen to. Because they but enjoy then the it. issue is the, then the the problem comes in where it's like, well, we just have to magically somehow get another sponsor, and then we have to. It has to be the perfect thing, and we have to speak about it perfectly so that you don't feel weird about it. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fair. Someone else do that work. I'll just keep. <laughs> I'll keep doing the show. No, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm 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 very similar in that way where you know, the reason why this sounds this sounds annoying to say, but the reason why we are talent is because we're not good at stuff like oh, that. I hate that you and said that. I know. Listen, I don't ta- there's mean, no I don't mean it in like a braggadocious or like a uh that kind of way. What I mean is, is that this is why people like us would have an agent because we're not going to go into a meeting and like demand a bunch of money and and talk about our worth. We're going to be like, "Oh yeah, okay, whatever you want to give us." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you're saying. Okay. I wouldn't do that. That's I wish that the model was the same, but now you have to do it all yourself. Uh so, you know, because of circumstance, I am underachieving in that realm of self-promotion and marketing, but I do not feel bad about myself for that because it's not something I care about. So, right. you know, in that realm, yes, that is happening for sure. But it's like, give it. no, I do all the work. So then you can say, okay, now we'll put you on this podcast network and you can have a little bit of money. We'll make more money off of you because you did all the legwork. No, you come yeah. in, you do the work. If you even think there's value. Um, anyway, back to, you know your dreams what was you i know what your dream you wanted to sing and be on broadway and uh look where what did you what did you do what happened <laughs> what happened to you let's get wow. into that for a little bit this, all right now hold on before we get into it i think you need to change your tone there's a little venom in your voice right now like, <laughs> what did you do oh did you want to sing little girl wants to sing no, I, broadway I, look at you now you loser look that's the the tone of my voice isn't that that was a dream that you had or a thing you wanted to do. It's just, you never tried. A lot of people don't try. A lot of people are I was trying. Embarrassed. You I couldn't sing. I, did, 
yeah, I was embarrassed to sing for real in front of anybody. Why? I don't, because it was probably a vulnerable feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No. I remember Eric, I told Eric once that I really, well, so, you know, like gospel sounding background singers and how awesome they sound. I talked about how I wanted to be a background singer and Eric von Hessler was like, way to dream big. Yeah. It was the same thing. I was like, I'll be your help on this creative project. That's yours. Sure. Yeah. The same thing as I don't the backup to, I don't, singer. There's no stakes. Just the background singer. No, but I mean, you could be more than the background singer. Yeah. I did want to sing. I probably, I mean, if I had, ugh, if I had done the hard work and the lessons and the whatever and gotten over sort of uh, why I was feeling so embarrassed or shy about singing uh, as much at, at, at a level that I could on my own, you know, in front of others, then yeah, maybe I could have been one in a million other people trying to get into not Broadway. I don't feel, see, even now I can't even talk about it. Like you're feeling embarrassed. I don't understand why. Look, yes, people want because to do like, to the same reason why you're what you're saying, where it's like to say that I could dream of Broadway is embarrassing and sounds stupid. Yeah, maybe I'm holding on to this idea that no matter what I tried to do, as difficult as it may have been, I could have done it. I could have done it. Maybe I couldn't have right. because some of these things are so difficult uh, that the probability of not making it professionally yeah is even so when high. you overachieve on it yeah it's so high that or just achieve you're not gonna probably make it and therefore i couldn't deal with that so i just didn't try maybe that's i could have i i think that i if i could go back maybe i would have you know tried to get over some of that embarrassment and gotten into musical theater nothing i mean i never dreamt of broadway you know so what if you did all right well so what if i did but i didn't i never thought broadway is a thing i'll do um but yeah i had i had like yes okay yes i would sing um uh part of your world from Little Mermaid, this is the second Little Mermaid reference in the show. I would sing that, you know, what would I give to live where you are? I would sing that in the shower and I would imagine that I'm auditioning for something. That's nice. I used to listen to Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA album and pretend I was a robot on stage who, who just <laughs> walked around as he performed. That's <laughs> <laughs> And I would always go around the corner when a song ended, <laughs> like off the stage. <laughs> See, look, the things I want, they don't exist. These a things, robot. Yeah. I don't know what the point was. And so between songs. You're like Bruce loves robots. <laughs> between songs, I would go off stage around the corner and then the song would start again. I would come back out and like the crowd would be going wild that the robot's back. As Bruce is on stage singing and playing. Yeah. but That's amazing. Yeah, see? The things that I want don't exist. So why even bother trying? You're never going to get... You'll never you be wanna do a cre- You want to do a creative radio show? I mean, I know, you know, Eric is doing the show. You get to be on every... It's his show. But, uh, yes, it is very much it's like It show. is. It really doesn't exist that much anymore. Uh, it was already hard enough, and then it kind of went away. Um, <laughs> but for you, like... When we talk about underachievement, I don't feel like if you try and don't make it, that that's underachieving. Oh, no, no, no. I think just having potential, though, and trying to get to max out that potential. Maybe the max isn't good enough to get you to where you really want to go. But if you max it out, if you get there to the top of your potential. uh, You know, underachievement really is thought of as just someone... And and this is what you're saying about yourself in the beginning of the show, where it was like you're lazy, uh, you lack ambition, 
which I guess is the same thing as laziness, sort of. Which but, I didn't. It, it's there. It's yeah, come out before when it came out. When it came out before, I was like, that was a lot of work. Uh, and then this didn't work out. And why even bother? Because it's never going to happen. Well, that's the thing. I think that so it, I think that really underachievement is a protection, right? People are protecting themselves. And so when someone is underachieving, maybe, you know, they've had an intrusive parent that always sort of told them that they were supposed to be better than they were ever able to achieve. And so they decided to stop trying, you know, or maybe it was someone with anxiety that when they did put themselves out there, it it gave them that fight or flight. So they were just like flight, <laughs> you know, or they're. Yeah, I think that it, it it makes you vulnerable and for some reason, based on whatever, you can't handle that vulnerability, so you just sort of skate below something. Yes. That's where I live. Well this has below. changed this has changed my this has changed my idea of an underachiever. It's not and, and especially like I think of this is what I think of. I think of some like, you know, school you know, inst- institutional official saying like he's an underachiever. You know, she's an underachiever. When yeah. really, like, there's a reason why this person is underachieving. There's always reasons. I mean, even in school, it's like if if, if a teacher sees the potential of the student to get better grades, but the student isn't putting forth the effort, why isn't the student putting forth the effort? It's yeah. multiple reasons. Why is the student taking basic I know, but foods? the easy thing, and I think <laughs> the, the, the broad brush is that they're lazy. Which, yeah. I'd People la- hide behind lazy. People hide behind that. Like, well, I'm just lazy. You're like, no, it's because you're afraid. Yeah, and laziness is a whole other thing that would be interesting to explore. I don't know what drives laziness. Some of it, I do think. Some people do have more energy and are a little more motivated oh, by nature. But again, what's behind? I've, I say that too. There are a lot of people in my family that have a motor. It's like if you ask my, if, if something needs to be done and my Uncle Vince is around, he's getting it done. But even though those things are beneficial, like those people get shit done and that's great. What's behind that motor? You know, let's, what's, what's making them not be able to sit still? Yeah, same things uncomfortable with yourself the other side of the coin i don't want to know who i am if i sit and think too much things yeah if i sit oh if i sit and think and i'm and i'm still that i'm gonna hear all the voices and all not you know like not schizophrenia voices but all the negative thoughts all of the ideas the worries the you know the um regrets those are all going to start like piling up and getting louder and louder and i'm not gonna be able to feel it so i gotta go mow the lawn even though i just mowed it yeah even, ah, even though it's it. even though it's bermuda grass and it's winter <laughs> i need to go do that I need to- fescue <laughs> stays green bermuda that turns brown i saw a dead tree out in the woods i gotta go i gotta go chop that down and, get it. and it sticks all over your body the bermuda grass when it's in the winter if you're rolling it I've a lot of experience with bermuda grass anyway okay <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think I you know I bring this up because I know that there's the ability. Well, let's start here. Things that you really want do take a lot of work. Big things like moving to New York. I feel like I've been here twelve and a half years. It took me eleven years <laughs> to even get to the point where it's like, all right, I think I'm finally. I'm not saying it couldn't have happened sooner, but it's like I also am very fucking slow with things and changing and behaviors. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's slow. <laughs> but it's like, all right, the, still the point is I came here and I stayed here and I made it work. I know what it took. And it took uh, you know, it's a lot of selfishness for a bit of time and living mm-hmm. in conditions that most people would never want to be in. And it's not that bad. Um, but, you know, in, in very small, dark apartments, not like this luxurious mansion I have now. Three windows. <laughs> yes. There's natural <laughs> light, and that is what matters. Natural light comes into this place. You don't have mm-hmm. to have a lamp on during the day. It's a big deal. But anyway, yeah. it took some of this. And, you know, it's something that I am proud of. And uh, could I have made something work sooner? Sure. If, like, we're talking about when the radio station RXP went here or went away here in New York. That if I moved into something else and started really trying at that point, uh, 
maybe it wouldn't have been 11 years, but you know, the path I took and the minimal effort, <laughs> it, uh, it still worked. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing this, though, what kind of work needs to go into things, sometimes I think I'm too old. And I know that I'm not. I know that I'm not too old to start working on other things, writing, if you want to pick something, writing, for example. So I think by nature, I have some talent, but it's also a skill that needs to be honed, and I haven't done that much. And it's like, all right, what, do you spend another 10 years doing that? It's like, yeah. So sometimes it just seems overbearing. Like radio seemed like a lot. Started as an intern, worked in promotions, was a board op. I mean, but you, that's when you were young and it was yeah. you know, all the time in the world. Yeah. And that's also, this is the path. This is the way this works. Right. I'm here. I'll do a good job. I'll and you were making, I mean, back then it was like, you were seeing progress really quickly. It's not like you were an intern for five years. No. Um, the point is, though, if I'm into something, I can make it work. Yeah. That's anything. That's any. That's anyone. It's anything and anyone. So it's in me. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Laziness isn't just. Maybe something can be fake it till you make it. Ugh. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> Shuts no. that down. No. Imposter syndrome something else. Well. Imposter syndrome is where you're doing something that you're very much. Uh, oh, you actually are qualified good at, in. And you don't yeah. feel. Yeah. I was just thinking. You're right. But I was thinking. You are an imposter, and some people fake it, and other people are like I, I'm an no, imposter. but no, 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 no. This is not just because it may apply negatively to someone else doesn't mean it has to be for you. You are someone who has the talent. I don't like faking it. I fake it till you make it. That's uh, no, inauthentic. No, no, not, uh, what I mean is, it's to say, like, be conscious of what you're doing. I've got to be authentic. In that moment, huh? I have to be authentic and modest. These are big ideals. You for can me. be both of those things and realize that you're still playing your homescapes and like sit in your body for a second and say like, what am I avoiding right now? And then you think about what you're avoiding and then you ask yourself, why am I avoiding that thing? And then maybe you'll go back to playing your game or maybe you'll get up and take a walk and then write something. I think it's just getting started. I agree. Once you get oh. once you get started, I feel and like get going, what I said was perfect and right. I I agreed with it. All <laughs> I'm saying is that once I always have this idea that once I get started on something, the ball mm. gets rolling, then I can get into it and actually get the thing done. But sometimes you just want to play homescapes because uh, you know there's a competition going on that ends in six hours, and you want to be number one on the leaderboard. And uh, another player named Otto has surpassed you and now you're number two and you got to put in levels and get some wins so you can get all those prizes at the end. So I'm realizing where I got that very wise wisdom that I just said and chicken just from soup. my therapist. Chicken soup for the song. Yes, it was from uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, Chicken Soup From The Soul, Dogs Don't Look Up. Uh, it's called, it's an acronym, RAIN, and it's Recognize, Acceptance, Investigate, and nurture so the recognize is like where am i recognize what you're feeling and maybe where it is in your body and you know whatever and then the acceptance is just like be okay that you're feeling this way and then investigate what's the source and like what should i do about it and then nurture it how do i care for myself it's okay that i'm feeling this right now i thought that was good I think it's good. Did you feel dismissed because I didn't acknowledge? I said, it, I, yeah, you're like, that's good. I think it's just about getting started. <laughs> I'll go back. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You really got me thinking, Autumn. See, now it's, it sounds inauthentic. But what I, want, what I wanted you to be like, it's a good point. I'll try and practice that. I Maybe I'll practice that. I think it's a good point. I, I do. Okay. I'm not upset. I, I think you felt dismissed. I oh, I, I apologize have, is what I'm saying. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. No, it's not- I didn't feel dismissed in like, um, oh, I feel dismissed. <laughs> no. I feel like you, you didn't acknowledge it for what it, see now, now it's, now it's built. Uh Oh, okay. Now we're, we're like a snake eating its tail because now I'm like, it's too much. It wasn't that important, but I feel like it was it at first. It wasn't given the importance. I felt like it needed. Okay. Well, let's just move on from it. Ugh, can we edit this part? Can you mark this? No, this I, I, again, authenticity. We got to keep this. 
Okay. I'm not editing the show so we sound perfect and wonderful all the time. See, I just said wonderful instead of wonderful. Maybe I'll edit that. Yeah. No, do not. No. (laughs) I'll make myself. I'll make the edit right next to the edit you want and only change the thing. (laughs) Make sure that you, if you do it, you got to put your voice in as like a totally different thing. Okay. (laughs) I mean, we can wrap this up. I realized that thinking about these things, I actually overachieve in many realms, things I don't care about because there is no weight. There's no risk. No risk. Like what? Well, it's, I shouldn't say it's things I don't care about, but things I never set out to like really do. Like all the sound design that I ended up doing. Oh, I yeah. enjoy, like I enjoy it. And you uh, work really hard for that. Yeah. And I realize I'm good at it, but it's because there were no stakes originally up front. So I didn't overthink it and I just went for it. And if I did, wasn't good at it, I'm like, okay, who cares? That wasn't yeah. my identity. Maybe it's part it's of the not problem. Yours. Yeah, it's not mine. Yeah. Could ruin someone else's product because that's what they want to do. They want to monetize it. Oh, they want to make money. They don't have doing it for the art. I'm just saying this. Oh, okay. It's not, gotcha. it's not true. I've worked with plenty. Of, I mean, look, ideally, if you can get paid and make money to do something that you enjoy doing, then I'm not opposed to that. I'm just saying when it changes the, the thing that you're putting out there. Then, yeah. I, that is the balance, I guess, with an art you know is that you want it to be sort of self-motivated and not outside motivated yeah it's hard to it's hard to do because if it's something you care about and you put it out there and then it gets rejected that sucks or if it gets uh, hijacked like, yeah, ah, well, I you yeah, got to change yeah. it because it got to be marketable to so many people so we can make a lot of money. Right. We, we got to yeah, make now money. Now that we have Casper mattress, so I can't say have, shit fuck piss. We have to make our money. <laughs> so, I mean, things like that, if you can monitor, like, I try not to, obviously, we curse on the show, but I don't do it just for the sake of it. Right, right. So, you know. What if there were some, re- like, oh, we can't talk about this because. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, exactly. Don't talk about bed bugs. I was like, well, I had a whole show ready to go on bed bugs. I had, yep. uh, Three days Casper of research. Says no. Casper says no. Yeah. Casper doesn't want to call attention to the bed bugs. Oh, Casper. Don't remind people that bugs that suck their blood can get into their beds. Do they suck their, suck your blood? Yeah. I don't know what bed bugs do. They bite you? Suck you? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. They engorge themselves with your blood. <laughs> Ew. Then what's... Why isn't it a tick? Well, they don't attach the same way. Oh, okay. Then they retreat back to the crevices of your mattress. <laughs> and that's where they and li- feast on the skin. That's where they like to live. Um, yeah. So, okay. I'm only, right. I'm only an underachiever in certain realms. Things I care about <laughs> is where I underachieve and things I don't care about. What a guy. What, a, I, what yeah. an achiever. I really, I feel like this show really changed my mind about what is underachievement. Yeah, what well, it actually means to underachieve and what it, what the word really means yeah. like the the definition is different than what it means when someone is an underachiever it's just not your ex-boyfriend the one who was 31 when you were 15 who smoked pot all the time that's <laughs> it's not just that guy he wasn't 31 and also what were the reasons he was 31 he was 36 what were the reasons he was 31 dating a 15 year old and smoking pot all the time <laughs> and being an underachiever a slacker as people like to say yeah all right, thanks for listening to One Topic. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Check out our sponsor. We don't put them at the front because we're so humble. Hoffandpepper.com. Use our code One Topic 15 for 15% off of some really awesome locally made and sourced hot sauce. Do it. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with 
I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm gonna give you 15% off if you use the code ONETOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. One topic 15. Good. That's O N E T O P I C 15. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>